Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Well, I know every staff meeting we have, the first thing I think about is Brewers Outlet. Uh, uh, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. I saw Kylie in the food truck the other day. Kylie loves when I say, who has Hyundai? And I say, Sunbury Motors does. She loves that. So, Kylie, that was for you. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Micah Parsons, his debut at the Cowboys. And now a fumbled exchange. Cowboys look like they got on top of it. And they did. Second down and four and getting some work. Bring up third down and short as Micah Parsons has been all over the place. And he makes that stop. The Hall of Famer, Joe Buck. Won the Pete Rosell Award. With the calls on Fox last night, he and Troy Aikman have now been together 20 years. And what a debut for Micah Parsons with the Dallas Cowboys last night. The Eagles would have been in the Hall of Fame game, but they went for ratings. Uh, So... They've actually only been in the Hall of Fame game one time ever since I've been a fan, and that was 2005 when they were when they played Oakland. Now Vegas. There you go. <laughs> All right. So this is something I've not real I've I've touched on it in a way, but maybe not in this way about college football. Of course, we keep warping closer and closer to what the NFL is. And the NFL is awesome football, the best football players in the world all in the same fields. I mean, you can kid about the Jacksonville Jaguars all you want, but the Jacksonville Jaguars still have some of the collection of the best football players in the world. They're just not as good as the other teams in the NFL. And that is um, the big calling card for the NFL. They have tremendous popularity. College football has with it the traditions that 
the NFL doesn't have, the pageantry that the NFL doesn't have. The actual caliber of the football player is not the same. It's going to be different. For obvious reasons, that's the way it is. For obvious reasons. But what college football has... is the tailgating. It has the lineup outside the stadium. It has the band. It has the cheerleaders, color guard or a majorette, whatever it may be. It has an atmosphere to it. It has a loyalty to it. There is a pageantry of tradition that surrounds college football. It is the floating lion before the game. It's dotting the eye at Ohio State. It's all that brass at Wisconsin. It's the leprechaun at Notre Dame. The elephant at Alabama, the Nittany Lion, the Buckeye. Bevo. And there's another element to college football as well that's made it endearing. And that is the regionalism of it. There's West Coast football, there's Southern football. There's Midwest and Eastern football. And even though at times it may look similar, usually it's a little different style of play in each. And that's why I have found George Klyovkov, who's the new commissioner of the Pac-12, is saying, you know what, you know, maybe, you know, we, we gotta put the brakes in this twelve team playoff, which others have echoed because they're all concerned that that the SEC is gonna have everybody you know they're gonna have seven teams in the playoff a champion plus six. Which of course you know do they have a chance to get a lot of people in there? Yeah, of course they do. Yes. All right. Yeah, I got it. Um, but they're going to beat each other, too. Nobody seems to take that into account. And I swear that some of these people that call on this stuff, I always want to look at them and say, do you actually watch the games? You know what each game has in common? Every game in college football has some, has one thing in common. In fact, two things in common. You know what the two things are? Every single one has two things in common. Go ahead, Matt. Give it a shot. What two things happen in every college football game? Two things that happen in every college no football game. No matter what. No matter what. Hmm. At the end, there's a team that wins and there's a team that loses. Right. Texas is, Texas is going to go into the SEC. They are not going to be undefeated. 
and teams that were doing well before may start losing to Oklahoma. There are going to be there are going to be matchups. Texas plays LSU. Texas plays Alabama. Has a crossover game with Oklahoma. They play Texas A and M. Guess what? It may not work. Now, do they have a chance to get three and four maybe in? Sure, of course they do. Yeah. All right, I got it. But George Klyovkov should be yelling for a 12-team playoff. Want to know why? Because he doesn't get anybody into it in the Pac-12 unless they have 12. They don't have anybody that's good enough to get to the Final Four. In fact, even last year in a 12-team playoff, the Pac-12 would not have been represented. The six top-ranked conference champions last year included Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina, not Oregon. And Oregon would have been on the outside looking in for the six at large. His conference, above all, needs a 12-team playoff. And, above all, I think college football does because they need to get all the regions of the country Involved, And that's part of the charm of college football is the regionalism of it. That's why when Notre Dame plays USC, it is still interesting that it's Notre Dame from the Midwest and USC from the coast playing each other. That intersectional rivalry is different in college football than, than in anything else. And that's why I think that it's something that Needs to be brought into play here. That we need to think about it, and we, you know, and we can't lose it. Can't lose it. That's why I really want to see the 12-team playoff come into play because I think it brings the regionalism back into it. That now you may have some guys on the West Coast that may want to stay on the West Coast and not jump and play to the SEC. Somebody in the Atlantic area may want to play in the Big Ten and not in the SEC. Because there's still a pathway to that kind of championship and possible fame. We can't lose the regionalism of this. Can't. And that, that to me, is a very important part of this that has made college football special is the regionalism of it among all the other factors I cited and I don't want that to be lost in any way shape or form because I just think it's important to have that
you know, it doesn't matter whether it's USC or Oregon, whatever. It's just like, there's something to it that I think is really important. Again, I it's and right now, if you keep going the way you're going, the door is open you know, you're gonna regionalize the sport and you're gonna turn it into something it wasn't meant to be. Look, and again, I don't mind. By the way, I, you know, name, image, and like this, things like that. That's that stuff doesn't bother me. But I don't want this at the same time to turn into um, pro football light because the traditions of the college game. I want the I want the fans to be excited about the college game. Still get excited to go to the campus. Be excited at the tailgate. Be excited in the entrance onto the field. Be excited with the band. Be excited with the cheerleaders. Be excited with the dance team. Be excited with the color guard or the or, or the major, whatever it may be. With the added caveat of playing for you know the chance to play for a championship. And the regionalism of the sport, I mean, West Coast ball, it it may look similar at times, but there's also different styles of play in different parts of the country. That's what always made the bowl games so intriguing over the years, is you had those intersectional matchups that you you wouldn't have in the regular season. So that is, I mean, that's the story. You know, that's you know, that, that's how I look at it. And Matt's all about winning, so he doesn't really care. But I mean, that's you know, yeah. F O U L E D. That spells falda. And then, you know, and as for the suit. His favorite color is green. All right, back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Here's the 1-0. Swung on a high fly to deep right. Getting toward the wall. That ball is gone. Joey Jacks one to right field. 
a three-run home run to give the Yankees a lead. Who is he? He's pal Joey. A three-run blast. And the Yankees now take a 5-3 lead. You, sir, are my hero. So a couple of things happened there. John Sterling with a call on the Yankee Network and his tribute, by the way, to Broadway with pal Joey. Uh, Two things happened there that uh, rarely have happened this year. Number one, a home run was hit to right field at Yankee Stadium by a left-handed hitter. Number two, uh, Joey Gallo didn't strike out. So there you go. Uh, What a moment. Better late than never is what I always say. Yeah. He's hit or miss. There are a lot more misses than hits. But when he does hit it, it does go. I always love one here. And he's an all-star. Every team is an all-star. Okay, so. (laughs) Every team is an all-star. Just to remind everybody, even the Orioles have one. Even the Arizona Diamondbacks have one. <laughs> All right. You see what I'm saying about the regionalization of, of what makes college football special? Is one of the many reasons is is again the ability to have. I mean, you know. It's West Coast football. It's Southern football. It's Midwest football. I still don't want to lose all that. I don't want to lose it. In any way, shape, or form. So I know you want to talk about your Yankees, so go ahead. Um, the audience, with the king coming up, the audience will hang. I didn't want to do it earlier because we'd lose the audience completely. Uh, but, you know, but now... You know, with the king coming up, we'll probably be able to keep the audience. So go ahead. And he's got nothing to say about the Yankees. How appropriate. How about that? They're playing better. Although they do have, you know, for whatever reason, they've had a. They in Washington have had a little more of a COVID issue than other teams, at least up to now. Uh, right now, it's Gary Sanchez, Garrett Cole, and Jordan Montgomery. Yep. I mean, it's, it's your team. Yeah, it certainly has been strange, but... That's just the way it is now, I guess. Well, I, you know, again, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, just, I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. Why? Because the Yankees are um, a team that's been over the 85 mark, uh, 85% mark. I think they were one of the first, weren't they? Yeah, that's correct. And I remember early in the year... They, like Gio Urshela, for example, missed because he had a reaction to the shot. That's right. Yeah, he had a reaction to the shot. 
Uh, it's a crazy year. It's crazy times. It's always crazy times, isn't it? Always, always. But, but we'll get through it like everything else. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. College football begins three weeks from tomorrow. Nebraska is playing Illinois three weeks from tomorrow. Penn State opens at Wisconsin four weeks from tomorrow. Uh, now, those are conference games to open. And to be honest with you, this is what... Um, I don't understand what the Big Ten is trying to do here. I understand they're trying to spread it out and get more interest in the game in the early part of the season. Okay, I'm with them there. That makes sense. This is what doesn't make sense. You do it in the second week of the season. College football does not have a preseason like the Steelers and Cowboys did last night, a preseason game. When you open, you open. I think you get better games if you let everybody play a game first. Get more interest to generate and get everybody going, especially on a Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend, you're going to have fewer viewers anyway. That's why I, I just don't quite get... why they've been so headstrong about we're going to open the season with conference games. Let people open up with somebody else, then play a conference game. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. I'll tell you, the other day we were out in the uh, party deck over at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club and the suit was talking. And as he was talking, you know what I was thinking? Yes. Man, do I need Brewer's Outlet. All right, uh, Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks, they roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day, six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the king. What up? How's that uh, Red Sox thing working for you? I thought uh, I thought the one game they won against Detroit very impressive. Very Holy impressive. Crap. The tail of a week, huh? Yeah. No, there's just I mean, just I, I think it's more like they can't hit right now. But oh, it's more it's than just, that. You know, it's like you know, but they, they can't they can't hit. That's a problem. They they can't pitch. That's a problem. But the big problem is. They quit on Cora, and I don't necessarily think they quit on Cora. They quit on the Red Sox, and word has it that because they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, it really angered a lot of players. Uh, yesterday, well, they, 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 they didn't they even made, try. They, they didn't hustle. They didn't do anything. They lost because Cora had a meltdown in his press conference. They they quit. They didn't even try. They didn't hustle. Nothing. 
Well, good. I'll watch college football then. All right. So. <laughs> you, sir, are my hero. Don't you love it? You're lucky you have a seat. The rest of us can't afford to go. <laughs> well. Yeah. I'll watch college football. Yeah, oh, we'll, we'll watch our UConn Huskies here. They're, they're really, really, you know, they've had two years now to get ready for this season. We'll see what they got. Well, they got nothing. Yeah. Who are they playing, Kev? I mean, because they're not in the American anymore, right? So who are they Anyone playing? Anyone call me Kev. <laughs> <laughs> you got me totally thrown off right now. Sorry, Coach. Kev. Uh, <laughs> uh, but who are they playing? Who are they playing? Well, who are they playing? I think they're in the Big East, aren't they? No, there is no Big East football conference. I think they're independent right, so right there's now. No, well, Georgetown's got a team, don't they? They play them eight times. Yeah, but they're in the Patriot League for football. No. Georgetown. Are they in the Patriot League? For football, yeah. For football, yeah. Well, that's new. Bucknell's got them on the schedule. Yeah, they're no, they're Division Two group, um, or FCS. They're, they're Division One. I. I mean, they went right. from the American. I'm not sure because they didn't play last year, and the year before they were in that American conference with right. Houston and all them. So right. So I'm not sure where they are now. They they yeah. canceled their season last year. So um, I'm sure they'll play UMass. That's, that's one. <laughs> so. Yeah, UMass will be on Penn State's schedule in a couple of years. It was all part of a um, a deal that you know they play home and away with them in basketball and play them once at home here in football. That's so. good. Uh, UMass is competitive. You know, yeah. it's a good program. They're, yeah. I mean, that, that's UMass. That's not Boston College. You know, but they've got to recruit against those guys, but. You know, they're competitive. So. Not really. <laughs> Penn State doesn't win. There's an issue. How's Penn yeah. State look? They'll start. They're starting this afternoon. Got media day tomorrow. And uh, after that, uh, I, I think I think they have all the ingredients, should they stay healthy, obviously, of being a double-digit win team. Now, how okay. far above? how far above double digits? You know, how deep into double digits is something that remains to be seen, but I think they can be a, a 10 win team. I think, now, I'm just from a fan's perspective who doesn't live there, so I only get the national news, this is a very important year for them and for the coach. And all, because they're no longer mentioned as a power team, okay, on a national, when they talk about the Big Ten. They automatically go to Ohio State and uh, Michigan, and I don't know why Michigan because they suck. But at, and I just uh, noticed it more and more. Penn State's got to have a big bully season. They got to go out and knock some people mm-hmm. around. So right. Well, it's going to get right out of the gate. They're going to play out Wisconsin opening game four weeks really? from tomorrow. Yep, you got to win that game, and I think it's a real important season for them and Franklin. Sure. I, they really need to. Um, need to at least play to get into the Final Four, you know. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. they make it or not, that's okay, you know, if it's a one game in, but they've got to be on that level to get back into the national 
you know, watch out for Penn State. They're not talking about them anymore, and you don't. And a lot's got to do with the pandemic, and last year was a lost year, and all the crap that um, Alabama and Texas and Oklahoma and that whole fiasco down there. That's going to mess everything up. Right. So, I mean, what I what, what I saw, what I listened to, again, just coming from a fan, you know, what what is everybody got to... They're talking about having two conferences, and that's it. You know, for the whole country. That I, I don't, I don't know why Texas. I know they did it for money. It's big money, but you know, it's no loyalty to the conference that they were in. So, I Texas has always had a loyalty. Are going to get their butts kicked down there? So, Oklahoma might not. Uh, Oklahoma might be pretty good in this thing. Texas has really struggled uh, since Mac Brown left. Uh, you know, and they got rid of Mac Brown because they thought they could do better. We're still waiting to see them do better. But that is uh, Texas has been really no better than okay. Yeah, I, I know. They play, uh, they play in that division and they get, you know, their 10 wins. But they're going to have to play LSU. Wins. They're going to have to play Alabama. Texas Tech, they're going to have the Mississippi State, the, the Ole Miss. The, the, they're going to have to play some teams that are going to come out and smack them around every week. Not, they're not used to that. They're, they play Oklahoma. Who else did Texas have tough on their schedule? And the same with Oklahoma. Who did they really have that was tough on their schedule? Yeah, it's true. O- Oklahoma only has one win over an SEC team in the last 10 years, and that was a win against Tennessee where they had a rally at the end to win it. Yeah, and then they get anointed as a top ten team, but then they get their butts kicked when they get to the, then they make the final four and they get their butts kicked, you know. They've never won one. They've never won a they've never yeah. won a uh, playoff game. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. I, I don't, they're not as good as their you know, what they're perceived as. Now they're going to have to really play some teams. Alabama's going to beat the crap out of everybody down there anyway. So, And they're the highest paid team, so they should. Oh. Back with more in a moment. We'll wrap it up in our headlines of the day next on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage uh, by the way okay just because we asked it UConn opens at Fresno State three weeks from tomorrow oh, then, they, the, yep, then they have Holy Cross at home Purdue at home then on September 18th they go to the Hudson they'll play at Army Wyoming at home on the 25th October they've got a game in Nashville against Vanderbilt up to Amherst to play UMass Yale at home on the 16th. Middle mm. Tennessee State at home on the 22nd. Then they have two weeks off. I'm talking about back-to-back bye weeks. They haven't they played play... Yale in years. Yep. And then they've got the last three games of the season could be potential crushers 
They've got at Clemson, at UCF, and hosting Houston. They're playing Clemson? Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In Death Valley. Oh, my, oh my gosh. That's not going to go well, yeah. I no, predict that's it, not going to go well. I predict it won't be a sellout. <laughs> Sounds like a COVID-19 outbreak before that week. <laughs> so, oh, well. All right, Steve, what do you got? The headline for next week. Uh, let's see. Headline for next week. Matthew Stafford will not play a single preseason game for the Rams. <laughs> yeah, like, what is up with Sean McVay? What's, what's up with him? He's yeah. smart. What the heck does he need to play his quarterback for? Get him hit. You can get hit. You can get hurt in any game. What's the difference? Eh, I don't know. I feel like so, you, you might want to do at least a series or two with all the new pieces and his first sure. time in the system, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> you got six weeks. I guess. And hey. preseason last. I, I don't know. Uh, That's just me, you I know guess. What? You know what young coaches do? Young coaches do what Joe Judge does. That's it. There's a brawl. I'm going to run you guys up and down. Four guys quit. <laughs> Swear at them. Yell at them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, young coaches do not understand that you look, you got to, you there's moments where you got to just back off. And that that's young coaches have to understand. Usually by the third year they understand how to coach. They'll play the, they'll play their guys in the preseason longer, things like that because they're trying to see something, prove something, whatever. It's the preseason, you have nothing to prove. Make sure you're ready for the opener. I'll understand when they get fired. Sometimes, sometimes that is what how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the African American girl that won the wrestling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh my there. God! What I mean? How could you not love her? She, she just started saying USA. I love my country. By the That's way, mine. by the way, though, let me give you a little intrigue about the women's basketball matchup, which I mentioned earlier in the show. The head coach for Japan, mm-hmm. personal friend of mine. Tom Hovass, who played for Penn State in the late 80s. Really? Tom Hovass, Nittany Lion, 1,000-point scorer in his career, really the first star that Bruce Parkhill had here. Tom Hovass is the head coach for the uh, uh, for the Japan uh, national team. Does that mean they're going to beat you, America? Didn't say they would, but I'm saying I, that's, that is the reason I would watch is because I want to see, you know, how Tommy's team does. He is one of the absolutely greatest guys you'd ever want to meet. Uh, this is not the best America's team over the years, you know. But I was wrong about Sue Bird. She is absolutely the best point guard in the world. And I was wrong last week when I said she was too old. She's the fastest person on the court. She's, I, 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 God, I hope they don't play that card. They'll look like idiots. Everybody else has made the Olympics wonderful. Matt? Well, sticking with Team USA for men's basketball, my prediction is either no one's going to care that they won because nobody can watch it because it's on stinking Peacock, or people are going to find a way to complain and find out anyway what happened if they lose. It's not on USA? No, it's everything's been on exclusively on Peacock for the men's basketball. I saw the men play live yesterday. Was it live? Yeah. 
You sure it wasn't a replay? Oh, it might have been. <laughs> Maybe that's I mean, what I thought only because I only asked because some they, they sometimes they've done that where they'll have the games on Peacock, but then they'll replay them on actual cable TV. Oh my gosh, that 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 explain why I was watching. I said, "Wow," because I didn't see what I thought was a game before. I said, "Man, this is very similar to the game they played before." So <laughs> it was the game. <laughs> <laughs> you got duped. See, this is the problem. Uh, King got that's duped. A, that's a huge problem. But, uh, I mean, it's on four state. The women I watched live last night at 1230 at night. But, I mean, part of it's a time difference. So, but. Yeah, the men play at 1030 tonight on Peacock, if anybody cares. Uh, or anybody can watch for that matter. Uh, that explains what I saw yesterday. <laughs> I love watching the American uh, women's uh, volleyball. They're very good. Yes. So. They have a very Haley good chance Wa- to win the gold. Oh, yeah. Haley, Wa- Haley Washington, Haley Washington, Micah Hancock, yep. Penn Staters on that team. We did a, I did a feature on Haley Washington, who is a voracious reader, loves books. She so went we to Penn did, State, right? Oh, yeah. So I did yeah. the uh, interview with her in the library. At Penn State and tie the two together. <laughs> you never would have interviewed me in a library. <laughs> Beach volleyball is looking like they can win gold, too. They already they, did. The two girls they won. They did. Okay, they, they did. Won. All right, there you go. Yeah, Perfect. they already won. It was on Peacock. Yeah, they um, kicked butt. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> tough Peacock. Well, it may have been on Peacock, but I watched it yesterday. So, oh, who knows? It's fun. I enjoy every minute of it. I absolutely Every minute. The pride is back. So, What's next on for you, Mr. Steve Jones? Uh, the Phillies take over first place in the National League East. I agree. I think they went two out of three. They're a good team. Good team. Eh, they're a decent team. The yeah. division stinks. Got a great manager. Uh, yes. He's not having the greatest year, but yes. I, I, I'm, I was happy that he landed with the Phillies. Our man, Joe Girardi. Who shouldn't have been fired in the first place, but well, that's a different topic for another day. Right. Oh. Well, okay. anyway, for me, I will be watching this weekend. Actually, if the Phillies can do with it this weekend, I think they will win two out of three. Awesome. I think... I think Tonight, they might lose tonight, but then they can win the rest of the weekend. My next one is, I don't know if you heard what this guy Bolden did. He's a reporter for the Boston Globe. He uh, asked Cam Newton after practice if he'd been vaccinated. Oh, no. And Cam Newton said, that's a personal question, and I won't answer it. So then he went on and this morning's Boston Globe and his headline was Cam Newton should do the right thing and get vaccinated. It's not fair to his teammates or the general public. And that is just, to me, off the wall ignorant. So that's Cam Newton had COVID, you know, so you can argue whether he needs to even get vaccinated. But if we're taking this COVID thing to a level that we're going to get personal with people and then put their name in the paper about it, then you've gone too far. And I'm curious. And I heard the guy on the radio defending himself. 
told the host of the radio show, Greg Hill, told them, I guess you don't care about people either. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. He's got issues, man. So I'm curious to see what unfolds and how many reporters are going to call players out. And they have no right to do that, in my opinion. So. Comments? <laughs> Typical Boston. Yeah, Boston's a very strange area. The Boston Globe is strange. And like one of the guys said, did anyone ask if any of the Red Sox players are all vaccinated? Which they're not. Why not call them a Why Cam Newton? You know. So, I mean, nobody likes Cam because he's not Tom Brady. So that, that's tough shoes to fill. Yeah. That's what I've always said about the suit. All right, so. Um... <laughs> Why don't you like the suit? He's not Tom Brady. <laughs> I love the suit. All right. Guys, have a great weekend. You too. See you, boys. You too. Stay cool. Today's show has been brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Back Monday on News Radio 1070 WKOK.